Well, good morning again, everyone. Glad you could join us this morning. And again, my name is Father DiCarlo. We hear from our uh, beautiful readings this morning about uh, this image of the vineyard. We've been hearing about this image for a number of weeks now. And uh, so Jesus, in, from our context of the gospel, he's in Jerusalem. He is just about to undergo his crucifixion and his death. And he's preparing the chief priests and the elders for what is, uh, what is about to come, what is going to take place. Because um, this idea of the vineyard, as we heard from our psalm, is the vineyard of the Lord is the house of Israel. And further, further on, we become that new house of Israel in the church. And so again, we hear of this vineyard beginning back now in Isaiah. We hear Isaiah say, My beloved had a vineyard on a fertile hillside. He spaded it, cleared it of stones, and planted the choicest vines. Within it he built a watchtower and hewed out a, vine, hewed out a wine press. Then he looked for the crop of grapes. What it yielded was wild grapes. What's going on here? Uh, we have uh, this image of God, this landowner, going to build and create this wonderful vineyard, the best one in the whole world, uh, clearing the ground, uh, clearing, taking the stones away, uh, building a wall to protect it, building a watchtower to watch out for animals and intruders. And so this vineyard can produce the best wine in the world. And it should have produced, it was an expectation that it was going to produce this best wine in the world. And it, yet what happened? It produced wild grapes. Another translation is stinking grapes, like rotten, rotten fruit. And that does not smell good. And yet, what happened? You know, why did, the, did this vineyard produce wild grapes when it should have produced and there was the expectation that it was going to be the best? Let's dive a little deeper. We have this image of this vineyard, and uh, God is using this um, and to explain to us you know, that he has produced and tilled the ground and created this wonderful garden in the midst of the world. And going back to the very beginning of the scriptures, God created the Garden of Eden. It was this beautiful place, and yet the stinking grapes took fruit and they were they, they came to be because Adam and Eve chose themselves over choosing to follow God the great fall as we as we know that has come and affected even us today they did not listen to the words of God they worshiped false gods and the Israelites kept bearing stinking fruit even though God kept trying to help them by sending them the prophets and um, many, many people to help produce good fruit in the people of Israel. And yet, time and time again, the Israelites chose themselves. They chose their own way versus choosing the way of Almighty God and uh, choosing to live with Him. And so we see that God is continuing to pour Himself out in the vineyard trying to make something that will endure, something that will last, uh, for the people of Israel to choose what is good. And so the image that our Lord is using also, this image of the vineyard, um, is this same idea. 
The prophets had been sent, but they had been killed. Moses, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, to name a few. They were persecuted, and it was very difficult for them in their ministry as prophets. And yet, God sent even his own son to go into this vineyard, the people of Israel, and even he was killed. Uh, the third day, though, he was raised. For Jesus, uh, in the Gospel of John, says, I am the vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. What powerful words this morning from our Lord, that we are the branches, and we are called to be united with our Lord on the vine. For he is the vine, we are the branches, and we have to be connected to him to bear good fruit, not stinking fruit. And so we have to be grafted on to the vine of Christ, and that is our church. So the question may arise of how do we stay on the vine? How do we get onto the vine? First, that begins at baptism, and then it continues through our life in the church. And so each of us is called to bear rich fruit, and God wants and is preparing each of us to bear that rich fruit in our life. And God has cleared the ground. He has prepared our hearts uh, for it to become that fertile soil for good fruit to bear in our life and then in, in the world. And so there are times, though, when we may find ourselves not bearing good fruit, bearing stinking fruit. And then when we see that happening, when we get cut off from the vine, so to say, through sin, then we can go to the sacraments to be grafted on again anew to the vine of Christ, to bear good fruit, the fruits of the Spirit, joy and peace and uh, comfort and love. And that's how we know we are living in Christ, with Christ, to bear fruit in the world. And that we can be, with God's grace, very fruitful, 30, 60, or even 100-fold in this life. So what God is asking of us is our yes. For, him to, for us to allow him to work in our lives and in the life of the world. He wants our yes. Let us say that today and renew our life with him, that we also may bear fruit. And so let us be filled again with the sacraments and to choose what is good and avoid what is evil so that God working through us uh, so that he can bear fruit in the world, to abide in Christ, to stay on the vine, and to be connected with our Lord and the church so that we too can bear fruit in the world. Let us say yes to him today.